Welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only surviving, but thriving with the cosmic tides. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your weekly astrological weather. I am so thrilled to be here with all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And today we have a very special guest, shamanic astrologer, herbalist, and aromatherapy specialist, and also an astrologer who is working on our Astrologer Connect reading platform. So happy to have you here today, Sheridan Semple. And Sheridan, this is your Astrology Hub debut, and we're so happy to have you here. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about your work and how people can start to use aromatherapy in combination with astrology, which is just a really, really fun concept. Um, so Sheridan has actually created a gift for all of you that helps you find, is it based on the rising sign, Sheridan? It's actually based on the signs with different types of essential oils. And then there's some different ways that you could use it and incorporate it into your chart. Okay. So based on your chart, there's different scents that are right for you or like they match your frequency. And so they can help you pull the archetypes of that Zodiac sign out even more. And then also, would you, would you pair different scents with different transits that people might be going through? Yes. And based, especially on like what it's transiting, right? So if my moon's in Virgo and something's going over that, or there's some relationship happening with my moon, then there's essences that I want to use for Virgo to like, help me step into that energy more. Mm, Okay. So if you're already intrigued and you know, you would love this little gift that Sheridan created, it's free. And you can go to astrologyhub.com slash aroma and download it. Okay, we're going to go into our episode here for the weekly weather very soon. Before we do, I just wanted to read a awesome testimonial that came in for the podcast. And this is from floor.13. So I don't know your actual name, but that's the name that I could see in iTunes. And it's called Always a Gold Nugget. And floor.13 says, Every time I listen to a podcast on AHUB, I receive a new nugget of wisdom, both astrologically and in personal growth. Each and every episode is grounded, practical, and full of integrity. I love the enrichment the information brings to me and what I share with the world as a result. I'm so grateful for the wealth of authentic wisdom you share each and every episode. I'm completely smitten. I love this word smitten. It's so cute. And I just have to say, I have the the honor and privilege of meeting so many people from the Astrology Hub community, both inner circle members, non-inner circle members, all kinds of people who have been tuning into this podcast, some some people for years, some people for weeks, um, at the ESAR conference that we went to last week in right outside of Denver. It was such an amazing experience to meet people in person. It was like, oh my gosh, the joy of being together and being able to hug each other, being able to really feel each other in person. It was amazing. And I'm so grateful for all of you out there who tune into this podcast and get anything in your life as a result. And just being able to, again, meet 
people that have been touched by this, these podcast episodes, it was such a gift. And I'm like overflowing with the love that, that, um, came out of it. And I just want to thank all of you who came up and said hello and introduce yourself. It was just such a gift to meet you. And I hope that I get to meet more of you as time goes on, you know, as we have more astrology events, as there's more opportunities. Um, it was just amazing. And then to be there with our astrologers as well, um, to get to hug Rick Levine, to get to hug Ann Ortley for the first time ever. I've never met her in person. And she's even more of a love in person than she is um, as you know, on her podcast and all those things. So it was just amazing. Christopher Renstrom, um, Cameron Allen, you know, all these incredible astrologers that we get to work with, uh, getting to meet them in person. So I, if you haven't checked out our Instagram, we have some pictures from the event on Instagram and it's just, it's really fun just to see everybody. So check out the astrology hub Instagram and you'll get to kind of feel the energy that was shared. And hopefully there's a lot, lot more coming up in the future. Sheridan, I missed you there. I'm sorry that you weren't there, but, um, hopefully we'll get to meet someday in person as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So let's start with the overarching theme for the week. What would you say is the big energy that we're working with? Okay. Well, First, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm so excited to be here and it's so fun to get to spend time with you and all of the whole Astrology Hub people. It's been such a joy to start working with you. Um, so the main theme that I would say what I'm calling this uh, week is retrograding back into ourselves. Yeah, we have Mercury going retrograde in Libra, and I think that's such an amazing opportunity for us to tune back into ourselves, take that moment, that stillness to turn back inward. And what's like, what are we contemplating? I mean, as we're turning back in, what is the theme of our inward journey? Well, so... Mercury is going retrograde in Libra and Libra, you know, traditionally is a sign everybody talks about is more of the, about relationships. But the way I like to look at Libra is we are learning about ourselves through the mirror reflection of our relationships, right? I'm learning about myself through what you're reflecting back to me, right? So with Mercury going retrograde, I like the idea of this is this opportunity for us to look at, well, who am I in what the reflection I'm getting back, right? I feel like the ultimate lesson for Libra or people that have a lot of Libra on their chart is to understand and know who they are regardless of the reflection that they're getting back, right? So that it helps them to step into it like, "Mm, actually, that's no, that's not me. Yeah, that is me, right? No matter what is coming at them from the other, they become more centered and more clear in who they are. And so I feel like Mercury going retrograde in Libra gives us that opportunity to do that for all of us. You know, one of the other gifts I feel in, in alignment with what you're talking about in terms of the reflection of others and allowing that reflection to solidify even more who we are. Like, yes, I am that or no, I am not that. But it's also such an incredible opportunity for us to see our blind spots. Mm-hmm. You know, 
other people often reflect the parts that we're just unaware of. And I've had a recent experience of that, of, of having that reflection of like, wow, I'm really aware of others in these types of scenarios. And sometimes I'm less aware of others in this type of scenario. Mm. And so to have someone reflect that back, it can feel really painful to hear, but at the same time, it's like, God, I I'm glad I know that I'm glad that you're pointing that out to me so that I can, I can no longer have that be a blind spot. Yes. No, I love that. Right. Just some deeper level of self-awareness, you know, and, and Mercury retrograde, I think is so much about, you know, it gets this bad rap and everybody's like concerned and, oh my gosh, my computer's not going to work. But really I think Mercury, Mercury retrograde is this beautiful opportunity to just take a break from that linear left brain, always doing, always going forward towards something and just stop and move into the right side of our brain and have more of that cyclical focus of things and step into our creativity and not have to, you know, like get off of that hamster wheel or at least like let it start to slow down and then maybe take some steps backwards, right? That just gives our body a a break to go in a different direction. And so with it being in Libra, I think it's such a beautiful opportunity for us to tune into that place, exactly what you're saying of where's me, where's them, how do I know myself, where are my boundaries, their boundaries, where am I mixing everything in together? And then it's going to retrograde all the way back into Virgo. So it it's an added opportunity for more of that sacred feminine, that priestess type of energy, the sacredness of me tuning into who I really am. You know, just to stay on this a little bit longer, one of the things we were talking about in the inner circle recently is how Virgo energy gives us this opportunity to infuse or be mindful of infusing the sacred into the everyday mundane. You know, so as we're doing the dishes, like being mindful of, of gratitude or, you know, whatever it is, as we're going through our life, bringing that sacred energy into our everyday activities and just thinking of Virgo that way, you know, um, instead of the, I feel like, again, Virgo is one of those signs. I feel gets a really bad rap. I, I would say Capricorn also, but Virgo for sure. Uh, so I love this idea of the priestess. Can you give us a little bit more of the, of the Virgo energy as Mercury is also going back into Virgo? Yes, definitely. I completely agree with you that Virgo gets this, you know, it's like, oh, so detail oriented, or you're going to come over and like organize my sock drawer, you know, like this type of stuff. But really, Virgo is detail oriented because it is the priestess or the druid type of energy. And, And their job is to watch the sky and see where the sun is setting and which stars are coming alive and what's happening with the plants and the animals and the trees, right? To see that, oh, we're moving towards the September equinox and it's time for us to think about harvesting in the Northern hemisphere or planting our seeds in the Southern hemisphere because we need to collect the food or we need the food to grow for us over the season to come, right? So Their job is this sacred place of knowing the timings and what's going on. And they need to pay attention to all those details 
to help anchor all of us that are busy with like our kids and making dinner and getting food and going to work. And so they hold this ceremony and they say, it's time for the September equinox. Let's build the bonfire and dance around and celebrate the harvest or the planting or whatever it is. And so it's not that Virgo needs to be CPAs and number crunchers. It's just we don't have as many jobs for that priestess type of energy currently. So it gets relegated into this like mundane details as opposed to their sacred work is to keep us connected to spirit and the cycles of what's going on around us, which is like beautiful and huge and amazing, right? It's like, I love that so much. I mean, that just brings the, the, um, the Vestal Virgin energy and like the, that's beautiful. We need to give Virgos more outlets to bring that sacred energy in. That's brilliant. If we wanted to anchor the Mercury retrograde in Libra with an aroma with an essential oil, what would you recommend? And, and when I say anchor, and Sheridan, Sheridan and I got to talk about this a little bit before we went live, we can use these scents and these, these uh, essential oils to, to feel the energies astrologically even more holistically. You know, it, it can help. Again, this is a great way to bring sacred into mundane is to use a scent that is reminding you of the astrological energies and of the astrological invitation of the moment. So what would you recommend if someone is out there saying, I would love to, to be reminded of the invitation of Mercury in Libra, Mercury retrograde in Libra, and then going into Virgo. Yes. So two things. So one, an essence that I love for Libra is rhododendron. And you want to think about when you're using aromatherapy, It's the consciousness of the plant, right? The consciousness of the earth that you are tuning into and trying to bring into your body, into your field and connect with that, right? So it's not just this like thing in a bottle, this oil that you're going to kind of slap on, right? With intention. So rhododendron really helps us to connect into like our spiritual family, our spiritual people, and it grows the Himalayas. It's this amazing, beautiful plant, but Libra is always searching for like conscious, equal partnerships to get that conscious reflection back. Right. So that's one, but also as we go retrograde with Mercury, I think it's like I was saying, it's such an amazing opportunity to move into that right hemisphere of our brain. Right. And just take that break. I mean, it makes me like inhale and just feel relief of, oh, I can kind of get off that linear, constant focused, doing, doing, doing wheel for a while. And I really love Artemisia vulgaris and Artemisia annua, which is also called sweet Annie or basils. They help us to balance the hemispheres of our brain and come into more alignment between them. When we tend to be so left brain, so linear, it kind of helps boost that right brain side. So those are some that I love. Great. Okay. So more, more to come as we go through the, the, the weekly weather this week, Sheridan's going to be giving us more uh, aromatherapy suggestions based on the transits. All right. So let's start to break down the week. What, what do we have each day that is noteworthy? Yes. So we start off the week with 
Venus has just moved into Virgo, right? So for some of us that happens on Monday and some of us that will have happened last night, Sunday night late, right? So Venus moving into Virgo is that sacred feminine planet is now moving into that sacred feminine sign, right? And also when Virgo moves into, I mean, when Venus moves into Virgo, it's at zero Virgo, which is where Regulus is the heart of the lion constellation, one of the ancient royal stars. So there's this combination of that priestess type energy, but also our heart and our love and our love for ourselves, right? So we start to see the theme of the week emerging, right? Because Mercury going retrograde, Libra, another place to look in, find our heart within, right? That type of thing. So that's a big thing that's happening uh, today on Monday, Heart of the Lion, it's an opportunity for us to just tune into like our heart-based callings, our heart-based sacred work, right? What's our sacred contribution to the world? How do we love on ourselves, allow ourselves to walk our sacred paths, right? Allow as opposed to that pushing, just let it happen, let it come to us, trust our intuition, right? We feel it in our heart. We know even if we're scared to allow that to come forward. And I feel like Venus and Virgo moving into Virgo gives us such a beautiful opportunity for that. And in essence, that I love for that or, you know, Rose is an amazing one for Venus. Um, geranium is another amazing one for Venus. But Virgo, I love blue spruce. It's such a powerful essence for Virgo. What is it? Loose spruce? Blue spruce. Blue spruce. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's the Colorado state tree where I am. And uh, again, it just helps us step into that archetype, that energy, raise our vibration into more of an alignment with it. And using it on a daily basis just helps us remember and tune into that as opposed to like, oh, I learned that, then it's kind of gone. You know, it helps to give us a way on a daily basis to align ourselves with what's happening in the cosmos. I love that. Would you recommend that? I mean, what, what could be a little ritual someone could do on, you know, to, to do this daily this week, for example? Yes. So I think it just comes down to just having an attention, like anointing yourself. That's a practice that goes back like thousands of years, right? With intention. It doesn't even have to be something long. It can be something simple as you just, you know, here, like I have a bottle. You just open the bottle, smell, welcome this consciousness into your field, into your energy, and then anoint yourself, like pour some into your hand. Put a little bit wherever you feel called to on your body and set an intention each time with that. Like my intention is to tune more into my sacred work. My intention is to tune more into the right hemisphere of my brain and the cyclical nature and tune more into nature, right? Anything like that. Okay, great. All right. So that's Monday. What about the rest of the week? Yeah. So then, you know, kind of Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it's that time of when the moon continues its monthly relationship with all the celestial bodies, right? The moon's going to move around everything every month and it's moving quickly. So these are like quick activations. And so the way I really like to look at that is 
if it's really pressing into something on your chart, you're going to really feel it and experience it. Like if you, you know, the moon is going to conjunct Pluto on Tuesday. And if you're in a Pluto cycle, then that's going to really be up for you, right? For the rest of us, we may just feel some of the opportunity to feel some more of our emotions, maybe heal some more of our emotions. But what I really like to look at is like the themes of things. Where do I see this layer upon layer upon layer, right? So, oh, if you didn't quite get it here, then here's another opportunity. Now the moon is coming by Pluto. So if you didn't get this Pluto cycle piece, you're going to get a little bit more or you didn't quite get it here. Then I'm going to add another layer in for you. So it's like these quick things that are happening over those few days are just that moon movement around the planets, right? Because sometimes I feel like if I'm trying to focus on every little single thing that the moon touches, it gets overwhelming, right? Because there's sextiles and oppositions and conjunctions and squares. And then I just start to shut down because I don't know what to tune into. It just feels like too much, you know? So I like to keep it to like big things that I can kind of wrap my mind around and focus on like then on Friday, Mercury's going retrograde. And that's where that's a big cycle that's going to last longer and be bigger than the moon crossing over Pluto or crossing near Pluto in front of. Okay. Let me make sure I understand. Essentially what you're saying is Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the major movement is with the moon. We don't have any other big transits happening. The next big transit happens on Friday. And for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the idea would be to track the moon's movement and see if it's hitting any aspects of your, your chart that are already being emphasized. Correct. Exactly. That's what I think. That's what I really believe. And then, you know, get outside and look at the moon and see where it's moving through in the sky and tune into that because it's going to pass by Saturn and then by Jupiter. Right. And that's going to be cool to witness and see in the sky. Hmm. And are there any uh, aromatherapy suggestions for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to be in tune with the the moon's movements? Well, I think as far as like the moon, Yes. I mean, I think it's with the moon, it's always great to tune into things like, especially with that Pluto aspect of like vetiver is an amazing one because it's a root and vetiver is an essence that really kind of just grabs our hand and like helps us move through the underworld, which in shamanic astrology, we say Pluto is an underworld planet. And so it is a, um, you know, something that's going to help us just walk through those deeper feelings, those deeper feelings that then lead us into more empowerment, right? As we go into and clear the things that are in our shadow or are we're more in denial of, then we step into more empowerment because we face part of ourselves that maybe we're afraid of. And I think vetiver is an amazing one to be using in the months upcoming because Mercury's retrograde. It's going to be going into that underworld place with the sun. And then Venus is going to go into the underworld next week on September 14th, where she becomes hidden in the beams of the sun. So vetiver can be our friend for a while going forward and helping us with that 
transformation time. I love vetiver. I do too. It, it, it smells really good to me. Okay. All right. So now I have uh, permission to just douse, douse it all over myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like your friend that's linking arms with you to go through, like, just provide a more gentle journey through your emotional world. Ah, I love that. Okay. So now we have on Friday, Mercury is, that's the official day that Mercury is going retrograde. I mean, Mercury's like slows down before it's stationing and it's going to stay in this area of the sky, which it's in the priestess constellation, right? So again, there's that layering of energies like Virgo, priestess, druid, it brings in more of those vibrations, although it is going retrograde in Libra. So I, I went through a uh, priestess path journey at one point with, uh, formally, well, anyways, (laughs) I can talk about that that another time. What I'm wondering is how do you define priestess? Because what I found is that people really didn't know what I was talking about when I said I did this priestess path journey. What is a priestess? And for people that are, you know, every day wanting to embody priestess energy, what does that look like to you? Well, I think first and foremost, it, it is about really tuning into the earth and the sky in some way, right? Finding your place in that greater whole of the cosmos and what's happening. And you may be drawn to do that in a lot of different ways, right? So it can be setting time for meditation to tune into yourself and your heart and your intuition, right? It's a tuning in path. That's what I think the priestess ultimately is, right? Yes, traditionally, the priestess is the one who would hold the ceremonies and bring us into a greater alignment with spirit. So any way that you're doing that for yourself in your life, that is walking the priestess path, right? Even if it just means at work, you go into the bathroom for a minute and you breathe and feel your feet on the ground and tune into your heart, right? The light of your heart, like Michelle said a couple of weeks ago, I thought that was so beautiful, right? That's the priestess, right? That's the priestess path. That's the sacred work right there. I also think of it as any time where you're holding space for other people, whether or not they're aware of it, but it can be a very energetic work, very much behind the scenes of like, let's say you're walking into a room and you're wanting to to carry a certain intentionality with you, or you're throwing a party or you're doing anything. It's like, you can actually set the space. I know at ESAR, that astrology conference we just went to the, the creators of that event, they would, they went to all the rooms where speakers would be speaking and where we would be gathering and they cleared the space. You know, they, they did an intentional space setting and clearing before we, anybody ever showed up. So that to me is also modern ways to be doing quote unquote priestess work is, uh, you know, holding space with a lot of intention and infusing it energetically with certain qualities. I love that. That's, that's beautiful because we often do that so easily during our day, right? With a friend, with our family, with our kids, our partner, anyone at work, right? So yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for saying that. My pleasure, Sheridan. Okay. So we're on, we're still on, we're still on Friday. 
Yes. So Mercury retrograde, we talked some about it before, but I'll add in as we move into that right hemisphere of our brain, or we have that opportunity, shall we say, that Mercury retrograde provides. It's a time to tune into like our creativity, our artistic sides, right? Let that come out, right? Have patience, like tune into our intuition, be receptive, tune into our heart, spend time in nature, right? What drops us into that wholeness of not always just looking at the next thing, the next doing thing, right? It's a being opportunity. And so I aspire to, um, you know, at some point I'd love to have like Mercury retrograde is the time I just focus on my art, you know, and that's the intention, you know, so things like that, that I think it, it gives us this beautiful opportunity. Sheridan, do you schedule time in to stay mindful of this or do you just kind of expect or somehow, how do you make space for this type of inward reflection? I think is what I'm trying to ask you. Yeah, I do. I definitely do schedule it in. Like I, you know, been working on a lot of art things. I put time specifically to do that. You know, when I have, I write in time to make sure I'm doing longer time, maybe sitting in my altar or longer time sitting outside meditating while the weather is still warm and nice here, you know, or scheduling in time to make sure I'm getting up early and going and seeing Venus rise in the morning sky before she's about to disappear, you know, that type of thing. I do. I intentionally put energy and time towards it during this time. Okay. So note to all of us to look at our calendars this week and see if we can schedule in some time or maybe be mindful about waking up a little bit earlier Getting outside and looking at Venus is a great idea. I always know how much I miss her when she's gone, you know, when she, when I can't see her in the sky. So really uh, cherishing the moments where we can see Venus in the sky and doing a little communion with her. That sounds like some great ideas. Okay. So what do we have for the weekend, Sheridan? So then we move into the full moon is right on the heels of Mercury retrograde, right? It's only like, I wrote it down. I think it's like, Six and a half hours after Mercury goes retrograde, we have the full moon in Pisces, right? So again, it's like another place of that like layering component of things linked together, right? So you want to look for it on Friday night because the full moon is officially, at least in Colorado and mountain time is at 4 a.m. So, right. So Friday night will be the time to, you know, this is a great thing that you could schedule into this week. Go and watch the sunset on Friday and watch the moon rise, right? That could be your Mercury retrograde assignment for this week, if you will, right? You could use some of the essences for Pisces, like an ocean pine or yarrow would be amazing ones. Um, So the full moon is happening and the full moon, it seems like a lot that I see, we talk about releasing at the full moon, right? And there's definitely the opportunity for that. But again, I feel like with Mercury retrograde, 
releasing is like another active thing, right? It's another thing that we're doing to try and make ourselves better in some way, right? And so what about like celebrating yourself at the full moon, right? If we were in our more ancestral ways, we would be building a fire, dancing around the fire, having a celebration, potluck, right? Spending time together, looking at this amazing full moon that's coming up in the sky. So I like to, when I hold full moon ceremonies, is let's celebrate ourselves, celebrate something that's special and unique about you that is maybe even hard to say out loud or you're afraid to say, or it makes you feel like you're arrogant or something. It's like, no, it's like, what is your superpower? Let's talk about it. Let's bring it out, even write it and think about it and just let it be alive for you on the full moon. And the full moon in Pisces is conjunct Neptune. So again, it's more of that like watery, where do we tune into spirit? Pisces is the sign that wants to bring us into the heart, the love of spirit, right? Love with the capital L, the universal love. So again, it's just another perfect opportunity to celebrate that energy within yourself, right? What's something that you just love that's so unique about you? That's what I think this full moon gives us an opportunity for. If you want to be really bold, I invite you to, or if you want to like really take Sheridan's suggestion, I invite you to put something that you want to celebrate about yourself in the chat, in the comments Mm. and allow it to be witnessed and allow yourself to feel what it feels like to actually put something out there of like, I love this about myself. This is really cool about me. This is something that's unique about me or maybe something that's ordinary about me, but I just love whatever it is. It'd be really fun for us to be able to celebrate each other. And a lot of times that just starts with you like putting words to it and even just taking the moment to think about it for a sec, because I don't think we do that. We don't think like, what's, what's great about me and how can I celebrate that? So I love, and you know, Sheridan, I love the word celebrate. It's, it's in our tagline, celebrating the beauty of astrology, because, because there is so much to celebrate. And I, and I find that it's great to remind ourselves of that and to take time and not feel bad about it. You know, we always feel so bad about celebrating ourselves or taking time to celebrate. It's like, no, actually let's just, let's just allow ourselves to do that. And I love the idea of letting the full moon be the guidess of that. It's like, okay, time to celebrate, celebrate yourself, celebrate each other. Yes. I love that. I love what you just said and suggested and how perfect, right? That's such a healing opportunity, which is so Pisces as well. Right. And let us all celebrate you, right. And hold you up for that. And yes, because what if we celebrated ourselves more and we honestly stepped into what our superpower is more what a beautiful world it would be, right? I mean, it would just be filled with love. That is love. It totally reminds me of, uh, I, I, I volunteered to teach a hula to the children at my children's homeschool because the Kumu hula, hula who was gonna do it wasn't able to very last minute. So I was like, okay, I'm not a Kumu, which means teacher. And it's a big honor to be a Kumu. And I'm not one because I'm not one, 
but I'm happy to teach a simple dance, right? One of the days at practice, one of the girls like brought it. I mean, she was like on fire and she was feeling the dance and she was, she was so expressive and exuberant in her dance. And the other little girls said, Hey, you stop showing off. Why are you showing off? You shouldn't be, they, they were teasing her for being so in herself and being so expressive. And so I, I said, Hey, I want all of you to show off the next time we do this. Every single one of you show off, bring it like without any shame, just bring it that. What if we all did that? You know, what if we all just showed up in our beauty and our expression and didn't have to worry about other people telling us that we're too much or too big or too whatever, or not enough, whatever. So it was this moment of like, wow. And I got to like, sort of wit, like re-witness what happens when you're a child and why you start to shut down and why you start to dim because you get told that you you're too much and you shouldn't do that. And I watched this little girl kind of like, you know, really shrink inside of herself and, and feel really bad. And so instead of making them feel bad for shaming her, I just invited them all to show off and they did. And it was awesome. It was like a whole different experience the next time because I want you to like, when you're dancing, it needs to be a full expression from your heart. So bring it like, do that. So everybody, this is your invitation. Bring it, celebrate, quote unquote, show off. We want you to. Okay. Totally. (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. Right. We need that. We need that so much in the world. We need to step into our power and that's such a huge part of it. Wow. I love that. What a beautiful thing that you offered for them. Right. You just turned it. Hopefully, yes. And hopefully it stays with them. Sheridan, now we're through Friday. Tell us about Saturday and Sunday. So Saturday is the full moon, right? Oh, Saturday is the full moon, right? 4 a.m. I'm just saying go watch it Friday night, but you could go watch it Saturday night as well. It's just closer on Friday night, but it actually happens in the morning of Saturday. Can you remind us of the ritual you said? Was it watch the sun set and the moon rise? Yes, exactly. Right. Cause they're opposite each other. So you're going to watch the Virgo sunset and the Pisces full moon rise on the other side. Right. So last week, Joe gave us an electional to, and it was an invitation to watch the moon set and to do a little ritual when the moon was setting. And so for the first time ever, I don't even think I've ever looked this up. I went to Google and I went moon set Maui date and it gave 9 45 PM. So you can look up sunset and moonrise and it'll be the same time, right? Because it is a full moon. So yeah. it'll be- Okay. On a a flat horizon, it would be the same. I live in the mountains. So the sun will set before the moon rises because one has, because the mountains are there, but it's not a long time away from each other. right? Right. And you could have that be your ceremony. You could have the fire there. Or one thing that I love with like a water ceremony with it being the Pisces, uh, full moon is bring a cup of tea, bring a glass of water, share your celebration into that water, right? Speak it into the water, breathe it into the water and then drink it, right? While the moon is rising, you could 
put some of the essential oils that you can take orally into it if you wanted, if you know how to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of things that you could do. That is beautiful. Okay, I'm imagining everybody in our community doing something and it doesn't have to be elaborate. Like Sheridan said, it can be very simple. You could just do the water thing. Just yep. something that you want to celebrate about you. Say it into the water, drink the water. Um, yay. And please let us know how all this goes. Okay. And Saturday. So that's Saturday. What about Sunday? Then Sunday we have the sun is trining Uranus just late date hours later, right? All these things are just hours after each other. And so that is just that flowing type of relationship between our change agent planet Uranus and the sun, right? The light that we're learning to shine in our lives and our worlds, right? So again, it's just more opportunity along those Mercury retrograde, the full moon in Pisces, just giving another opportunity to like step into your light change the way you perceive that about yourself, like allow that to come out, right? I'm so excited to see what people say in the chat and let us celebrate you celebrating yourself, right? It's such a beautiful thing. And you're also going to see if you're out, like look for the, this moon is going to be moving, moved by Saturn, and then it's going to move by Jupiter these nights as well. And that's a lovely way to be able to tune in even more of that priestess energy to those planets in the sky, because that's really what astrology is, right? We can get really focused on like, my son is in cancer and that's what this means. But it means the sun was in that pie slice that is cancer in the sky when you were born, right? That's what astrology is, is the astronomy. So um, those are opportunities coming in on Saturday, Sunday. Thank you for bringing that in, Sheridan. And it's one of the things I love about all of you who have been trained at the Shamanic Astrology Mystery School by Daniel Giamario is that you have such a love and appreciation of the actual sky, which seems obvious. It's like, well, if you're in astrology, you're probably into the stars and the planets and like actually looking at them. But that has been lost so much recently. And a lot of the times, unfortunately, because we have so much light pollution, I I was telling my daughters the other night, we got out of the car and the sky was glorious and the stars were shining. And I said, and and I don't know how it came up, but I, I reminded of them of when I lived in New York and I never saw the stars. I never paid any attention and, and I didn't even like know what they looked like really. And, and so it's been such a, um, such a healing experience to now be in a place where I can actually see the stars. And I'm not trying to make any of you who can't see the stars feel bad because there are are other ways to connect with them. And a lot of times it's just a conscious awareness. And some of the things Sheridan has shared today with actually the essence of the planet or the sign in an oil or in a, in a plant or in anything, you know, it's all about energy and frequency and it, the, archetypal energies can be held in so many other objects or things that we engage with in our lives. So there's other ways to bring the stars to earth, like literally, uh, and there's really no replacement to getting out under the night sky. I mean, it's just, it, it changes everything. 
And a great way to start with that is just with the moon, because even in New York City, you're going to be able to see all the phases of the moon, right? Even if you live where there's so much light pollution, you'll still be able to see the moon and you can start there and just start tuning into the moon and knowing like what phases the moon is in and being able to see that in the sky. It it anchors you into your place in the universe in such a lovely way, right? It makes you start to feel that ancestral roots that are still so alive in your DNA. We just haven't been practicing. And all of a sudden it starts to light that up, right? So the moon is like such a great jumping off place for that. Are you ready for my summary, Sheridan? Yes, I can't wait to hear it. I think you're brilliant at how you do this. So I'm like, I'm really, it's like one of the most excited things. One of the things I'm the most excited for today. So so talk about, a superpower I've been asked to celebrate about myself because at the conference, I can't tell you how many people came up to me and said, I just love your summaries. And I was like, this is the funniest superpower that I never knew I had, like summarizing. What's that? But really, when I think about it, it's something I've loved doing most of my life, especially in college, was taking notes as my professor was speaking and pulling out the gems and using my little highlighter pen. And who knew that I would at some point in my life be using it and sharing it with all of you. And I'm happy that you all enjoy it because it's something I just do anyways. And I want to invite you to consider those things about yourself, like the things that you do so naturally that you don't even think anything of it. You, you might write it off as, you know, of course, anybody could do this, or this is just so boring about me, but maybe it is an, an amazing gift that if you embraced and shared you would get reflected back to you how special it is. So (laughs) I've had that experience with my summarizing, which is hilarious. And so here's, let's just go back over the week. So the theme is retrograding back into ourselves. So taking this moment of Mercury retrograde in Libra to reflect, especially in your relationships and what your relationships reflect about you and also what they don't say about you. So, you know, maybe someone is trying to put something on you that isn't actually you. So really taking the time to contemplate those, those boundaries and, and what parts you need to own about yourself, both the good, the bad, the ugly, I guess that's three things, not both. And the things that, um, that are not you. And you can just say, you know what, that's actually not me. Who am I in ref- in the reflection of others? This is an opportunity for you to get more centered and clear in who you are. This is also an opportunity to step more fully into creativity. And one of the essences that you can use to really uh, harness this energy is rhododendron, which is a Libra essence. But also you said Artemisia. Am I saying that right? Artemisias. Yeah. So like a lot of people know what uh, wormwood or mugwort, those are artemisias. Perfect. Artemisia. Yes. Also basils, which I just love. We've, we've grown prolific basil in our garden and it smells so, so good. All right. We also have uh, Venus going into Virgo and this is the sacred feminine planet going into the sacred feminine sign. And also it's at zero degrees of Virgo. So this is regulus energy. And this is really where the priestess, the heart and the love of self can all come together. 
This is an opportunity to tune into your sacred work and your sacred contribution and to recommit to walking your sacred path. So what is that? And again, that can be something really mundane like or seeming mundane, or it can be something that seems more grand, whatever that is to you. This is uh, some some oils to work with uh, today on Monday, rose, geranium, and blue spruce. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is really all about the movement of the moon. So tracking that movement of the moon and seeing if it, if it, um, if it hits any sensitive points on your chart right now. So I know right now for me, Pluto is basically right on my Venus. And so it sounds like the moon is going to be hitting that point and it could be bringing some more things up from the underworld where Pluto likes to hang out. Uh, and, and vetiver is our friend for that vetiver is helping us as a friend, linking arms, moving us through the underworld on Friday, we have mercury retrograde. And this is again, creativity, artistry, intuition, heart, nature, bringing opportunity for all of those things to really anchor more deeply in our lives. Make sure you schedule some time to explore those things. Those are all things that need space, right? They're all things that you can't like rush. You can't force, they need space to emerge. So giving yourself that kind of space. We also have the full moon in Pisces on the heels of the Mercury retrograde at 4 a.m. Ocean pine or yarrow. Am I saying that right? Yarrow? yarrow, The scents that you recommended for that. And to do some sort of ritual, this is your invitation to celebrate yourself. If you want to do it in the chat, if you feel shy about that, you can send us an email. You could send an email to support at astrologyhub.com and say, I'm celebrating this about myself. Um, but also I've talked a little bit about this in, on the weekly weather, I'm doing this songwriter's journey, which is like, I've never considered myself an artist or a musician or any of these things. So this is a total, like pushing the growing edge for me. And this week we're, we're doing, uh, it's called daring to suck. (laughs) So we're being invited to do something that makes us blush and something that we don't necessarily consider ourselves good at. And it's about facing that fear of like not being good and not being good enough. And so I'm, I'm inviting you to do something that makes you blush right now and put something you're celebrating about yourself in that chat. Okay. We're doing it together. We're all, we're all in this together. Let's see. We have, this is also conjunct Neptune. So this is bringing in those more watery emotional elements into this full moon. Sunday, we have sun trying Uranus, the change agent meets the sun or your essence. And this is an opportunity to change the way you perceive yourself. Correct. Yeah. Is there anything you want to add to that? Well, I just want to say, like, I love that you brought in what your superpower was, right? That we can celebrate that, right? That this is something that you're really good at, right? Let's lead the charge of what we're asking everyone else to do. Like, I would say one of my superpowers is making the really complicated simple. I really like to do that. I love working with beginners on things, right? So yay, let's uh, celebrate ourselves here as we're encouraging all of you to celebrate yourselves. And I just want to say, depending upon your chart, you're going to feel these cycles more or less. Like you're saying, like the moon going across Pluto, well, Pluto's sitting on your Venus 
is going to be a bigger thing for you. Sometimes we're going to kind of float through these cycles because it's not touching into our personal life evolutionary path intentions, right? But for you, this moon going across Pluto is because it's touching into your divine feminine Venus path that you have set for yourself coming into this lifetime. So go with it, right? Go with what you're feeling, what's happening, the flow of it, trust your own experience. I think that's one of the most important things we can all do. Thank you for sharing your superpower, Sheridan. So cool. And it is really a gift. I've said that to any astrologers who have that unique capability to make something as complex as astrology, simple and accessible and easy to understand. It is definitely a superpower and it's not easy. It's, it is a gift. And I'm super grateful for people like you because, um, because we need it, you know, you get to act as bridges into this world of astrology and make it something that people can understand. So I'm very grateful that that is your superpower and that we get to celebrate that. And for any of you who are kind of like brought to life or intrigued by this idea of how astrology and aromatherapy can really intersect, I'm going to give you a few opportunities. So there's the one opportunity that I said in the beginning, the free aromatherapy guide that's going to go through the zodiac signs and give you essential oils that correlate with those zodiac signs. That's available at astrologyhub.com slash aroma. Thank you, Sheridan, for giving us that gift. For any of you who want to go a little bit deeper, we do have some coursework with Cameron Allen, and he did both the, the, the secrets of the zodiac and the secrets of the planets from an herbalist perspective. So you'll get to learn about the different oils and not only oils, but he'll take it even further to the body and, and the different um, correlations between signs, planets, and your body and how to really optimize your health. And so one of those is available at astrologyhub.com slash Zodiac. And then I think the other one, I can't remember the other URL, but if you go to our Academy, you'll be able to find it. These classes are brought to you by Cameron Allen. It's astrologyhub.com slash academy is where you can get um, more of those courses. And then if you love Sheridan and you're like, gosh, it'd be awesome to have a reading with her someday. She is one of the astrologers who is featured on our Astrologer Connect reading platform, which is our new service that is still in beta. So it's not available to anyone outside of the inner circle yet but it will be soon. So you can get on the wait list for that at astrologyhub.com slash connect. That's astrologyhub.com slash connect. Sheridan right now is joined by about 10 other amazing astrologers who are making themselves available for readings that you can book for future dates, or you can access like in the moment. If you're going through something and you're like, oh my gosh, I could really use the support of astrologer right now to make this decision or to help me work through this issue. They're available either for instant readings or booked readings. And we did a beta test of this platform a couple of weeks ago, and it was a smashing success, even though we are still working through some tech, tech, like little issues that are um, getting worked out as we speak. And we will be opening up Astrologer Connect to the general public probably by November or December. But if you're an inner circle member, you're still having more opportunities to be a part of the beta test. Ah, anything else you want to say, Sheridan, before we wrap up? 
I just want to say thank you. It's been so nice. Thank you for the opportunity. It's awesome to spend this time with you and just to spend this time with all of you at Astrology Hub. I'm so grateful. And um, yeah, I'm just thrilled to be a part of the Astrology Hub team. Oh, same here. Thank you, Sheridan. Uh, thank you for, for everything you've done to get to this point in your life where you are here as a guide for all of us. And thanks to all of you who are interested, intrigued, enthusiastic, whatever it is your relationship with astrology, just thank you so much for being here. Thank you for trusting us on your path. You know, thank you for making us a part of your path. And we just love contributing to your life in any way that you welcome us in. So thank you for that. And thank you for being a part of our community. And thank you as always for making astrology a part of your life. We will look forward to catching you on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Hi, this is Becca Tarnas. And I'm Rick Tarnas. And we're really looking forward to teaching an upcoming workshop here at Astrology Hub on September 21st. If you want to be the first to know when registration opens, make sure you're signed up for the Cosmic Insider at astrologyhub.com insider. We look forward to seeing you there. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.